Martin, you've, you've just uh, hit us with some pretty intense computing technology here, so why don't you take it away? <laughs> yeah, look, listeners, check out the podcast artwork or a link in the show notes. We were just having a chat before even starting to record, and I said, no, we have to start recording because Natasha is at Ikea at the moment, and she sent this photo of a fake Mac laptop. It's hilarious. It's kind of got Snow Leopard era vibes mixed with modern liquid retina display jason you said it was similar or different what were you saying before i cut you off oh i was i was just curious because you said that i I think anybody who's been to an ikea before uh, like knows that they have fake props or whatever you want to call it to try to jazz up the the spaces to make them look like you could actually oh this is like my this Mm. could be my house so i was curious if you had similar props or if they were going to be completely different and it turns out they are completely different this is what i would describe (laughs) as like a piece of cardboard folded (laughs) in a laptop shape with a a printout of a screen from 2004 maybe (laughs) put on there and then the keys are also kind of glued on there in a weird sort of way it's i'm not gonna lie it's actually kind of a cool laptop it's like the reverse of what we have now where the body is black and the (laughs) keyboard is white and the speaker grills and the speaker grills are very pronounced yes i'm very curious though about some of the things that they've obviously adjusted so for a start the keys show what appears to be the old kind of like vag rounded like pre san francisco but then in Mm -hmm. some spots it looks really different like the one two and maybe three they look a bit different like the font doesn't look like a different font Mm. yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. a flat flat top on the three yeah and then you look at the icons and it's like some of them have been altered because they don't want to have copyright problems but then not all of them it's so So, like find a skype part of spotify (laughs) i don't think spotify was around then was it at this era of computer Uh, i don't think so no, not as an app, surely. I, it was probably like a web service or whatever. But yeah, the icons are like, it's like there's a, it's like a PSD layer and icons for some reason, unlike everything else, are in like six layers. And somebody just accidentally turned off some of the layers before they printed it. <laughs> and, and so I just want to go, go to the hardware. I mean, there's dents in the, uh, in the oh, trackpad yeah. and mm-hmm. in the, in the uh, wrist to rest area of the keyboard. Little, it's had a hard life, this laptop. I imagine that this folder structure on the desktop, though, is exactly the same as Martin's desktop, and that's why it was sent to him. Mm. <laughs> Martin would love that. What, with of... Windows layout on the left? <laughs> no, just thank five you. folders. One is called Folder, which is great, <laughs> <laughs> just in case you weren't sure what that icon was. Then you have Docs. Of course. And then you have Picture, not Pictures. <laughs> just one. Just, just, one. just one. Just one photo. <laughs> And then work and games. <laughs> it's it's a Mac. There's no games. Give me a break. You know what I am troubled about, though? It appears they might be off by a pixel or two. But when you look at those folders, it's like there's been that careful arrangement or snap to grid. Yeah. But HD on the right is not following that convention. <laughs> it's not. No. So it's like they snapped to grid for the folders and then went, ah, just put this external 
device anywhere. Who I just want to know how is how is a device? I'm not seeing a, a USB device plugged into this cardboard laptop. So <laughs> no, where is HD? You are correct. This is very odd. <sighs> they must have not safely ejected, and it's just lingering. This was a a delight. So thank you for sharing, because um, we. We were literally in this store not too long ago, and I was actually thinking, imagine there's got to be some department that's in charge Mm. of manufacturing all of these fake setups. And it just seems like that would be fun for maybe like a day or two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just Soul to come destroyed. up with like this screen, except it would take me probably like four months to perfect like the in jokes for this kind of screen, <laughs> and I would be fired. But yeah, so, so there you have it. We've done an IKEA desk review <laughs> <laughs> purely by accident. And thanks, Natasha, for sending it. This is totally on brand for us. <laughs> like I can always count on my wife to look out for crap like this when she's out and about. And we're going to have to look up what on earth the products are around this. It's a scrut and a. Fransolg. <laughs> I think that's what I've it always says. wanted a Fransolg. Always. Yeah. Especially at that price. 39 bucks. Are you kidding me? That's a steal. Australian. That's tax inclusive as well. Oh, man. Fellas, I just need to issue an apology. I've just realized my mic levels have been jam- jumping up and down. Hmm. And I was like, what's going on? I keep resetting them to normal. And then I realized it's peaking and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't sound good. Mm. My Zoom was set to automatically adjust mic volume. I never do that. Hmm. Why would my Zoom not be set, set up correctly? Because I'm on a new computer. Oh, Segway. There he goes. Just zooming by on his Segway. Watch out for that cliff. So, Martin, if you're editing this episode, I'm sorry. If I hope you can do something about it. <laughs> That's all right. How is that new Samsung laptop going? <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the IKEA one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That actually could be a contender for comparison. So, yeah, you have the Samsung Yoga L6. Is yes. that right? No, it's not right at all. I'm an LG oh. household. I don't get the Samsungs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, fellas, you guys have been hassling me for a long time about my Intel iMac. Yes, it's all we do. And how well, it's... I think I've been pretty kind. I think it was well, someone else. But I'm labeled the foot, so you yeah, gently sure. nudged. Jason has just abused me consistently about his Yeah, I, I tied a note around a brick and drove by his house and threw it through the window. <laughs> he flew all the way to Perth to throw that brick, then got back on a plane, flew back to Portland. Never even said hello. Your <laughs> <laughs> iMac sucks. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, I, I finally agree. My iMac does suck. Mm. It has been relegated to secondary computer status. Good for it. I have promoted my MacBook Air with 16 gigabytes of RAM to full mobile workstation status. Docking to the cinema. Dis- I keep saying cinema display, studio display at home. And so now I've really got this is my go-to one device. The old iMac is now a satellite you know, it's there. I, I put it near near a couch. I can watch TV on it. Can you hear the TV over the fans in that thing? Or <laughs> <laughs> it's glorious. This new setup is amazing, and I just want to fully endorse the concept of laptop as portable workstation. I did this a few years ago with my old 13-inch MacBook Pro that had an Intel a Core i5, whatever it was. I didn't love it, but this new world where the battery lasts forever, you just plug it in with one one cord, one Thunderbolt cable, and everything is alive. Oh, man, it's beautiful. 
It is absolutely beautiful. No power cords, no extra USBs. Oh, man. This is amazing, guys. And it just changes everything. And for me, like, I use my computer relatively heavily. I'm not a programmer or anything. But the M1 with 16 gigabyte of RAM is still tremendously enough for me. I have not feel like I'm lacking in any way. So... Goodbye, iMac. Hello, M1. I am in 2020, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the the very near past. <laughs> it's a delight. But it's a good point you bring up because when the studio display came out, everyone complained about it, right? But it's quite clearly made for people who have a certain preference within the Mac world who want it, right? It fits your needs. And if it isn't for you, no worries. Let's move on, buy another display. So singular cable, you love it. And this webcam seems fine to me. I know people bitch about it and it's, it's not as good as an iPhone, but seriously, I don't look that great. If a blurry <laughs> camera is like installed, it's probably a pro. Oh, look, if it makes you feel any better, Andrew, about the purchase, I can see all of your imperfections beautifully. Very yeah. crisp. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay. I even told Zoom to touch up my appearance. <laughs> is that what that kind of sparkly purple star halo is around your head at the moment why are you wearing blush <laughs> I, I know this isn't uh really traditionally a computer show isn't it but can i expand a little bit on uh on your what you're putting down there andrew is, sure be all right yeah i think so if martin a couple of things it. here uh i hope so we'll see he'll 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 give me the hook when when it's time to stop you mentioned that you did this with an Intel computer, Intel laptop mm. specifically with a, with a display. And it was sort of like, meh, well, it's okay. Yep. I have come to a similar realization recently in that I used to be laptop primary computer person with external display. And it always kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. It just, the computer wasn't ever enough and it was pain in the ass to, to get it all working and it was just never as, it wasn't the dream that it seemed like it could be. Flash forward to now. So I had, I then switched to just doing iMacs and desktops only because it was like, I want my computer to be good. So I'm going to use a desktop. Yep. Recently, something similar happened to me that happened to you in that I switched everything back to a laptop. And this new M Apple Silicon world has really changed the dynamic of this primary computer being a laptop connected to an external display to be your quote desktop. And it all works so incredibly well now that I'm, I'm back on team primary laptop. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that all I've been talking about lately is how I'm going to replace my 24 inch iMac. And I've gone through basically every iteration that's possible inside the apple.com store. Uh, apologies to everyone that's had to suffer through this <laughs> this long-standing nightmare with me. And laptop was never on the table because I didn't think that this was the right way to go still because of preconceived notions. So now mm. I'm back on team laptop and I'm f- I'm here to fully support you on uh, your decision is what I want to say. And also, side note, I totally forgot the term studio display used to be a thing prior to the cinema displays. I don't know how I forgot that. They were the big CRT things. Yeah. With the feet? Um, Originally, there was a huge, and if I've got the right one, it was a gigantic, super heavy iMac-esque uh, kind of transparent thing where you could see all the CRT stuff in the back. 
and it was on a transparent stand. My dad actually found one at a vintage shop years ago and brought it home, but unfortunately it kind of rusted out in the inside and didn't turn on. But it was the heaviest thing I've ever picked up in my life that wasn't yeah. like another human. Yeah. It was beautiful. I don't know why. I I, I think I just wow. erased that part of history from my mind, but... I at one point called this a cinema display as well mm. because we had them for mm. ever. Like yeah. that 27 was, yeah, I, I, it was, in, it was sold for like 35 years or something. It was just like always there. But yeah, the studio display was totally a thing before. So I, it doesn't really mean anything. I just thought it was interesting, but team laptop. And that's why at the beginning of the show, looping back around, we did question whether this recording was going to work because both Jason and I are now running totally brand new setups. And did we test it beforehand? Nah. Nah. Now we've just assumed it'll work. Just on the cinema display, I will just, we talked about they last forever. I did acquire my original cinema display on the 15th of January, 2011. Mm. I disposed of it on the 8th of February, 2021. Okay. And how many dollars per week is that now? Uh, so that worked out. As of that date of disposal, um, that was $2.09 per week. Oh, I purchased easy. it for $1,299. I resold it 10 years later for $200, which I think is a great deal. Huh. So there you go. That's the value of having an IT asset lifespan spreadsheet on hand at all times. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, with that kind of money, you can go back and get like five of those scroots that go with the uh, cardboard laptop. Perfect. Done deal. That's one friend, so I'll go away. <laughs> We're so close. I don't even know what I said. That doesn't even make sense. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> Can't wait till we see what that translates to. <laughs> no. We just lost a whole heap of Scandinavian oh, listeners. They're all gone. <laughs> How dare him? Martin, what did Martin call us? Did you just call us a friend, Salg? Can you believe it? We have not heard that word in hundreds of years probably like an archaic nordic insult <laughs> we just had the, the the new guy from finland join us and well that was fun He's while it lasted now. yeah goodbye <laughs> see you maddie it's maddie right we got first <laughs> we got Furstenberg just going no don't say that why would you say that he's kind they- of like our scandinavian ambassador isn't he mm-hmm. speaking for all the nations yeah yeah he sure is <laughs> We've got Photography Corner, but this is less about devices or photography as a general topic. This is a specific app that has made a return, and I'm seeing a basketball next to it. Andrew, what do you have to say? Have you been testing something out? Well, I have been. I've been testing out Hipstamatic. Ah, okay. Hipstamatic is back as skewamorphic as ever, maybe even more so. It's like going back in time. I'm assuming that Martin Feld has tried this out. It is. I haven't actually. No, oh, I'm wow. interested to hear what you say. Wow. Okay. So it's so skeuomorphic and sort of, you, you basically, it's like you're creating just highly stylized photos. People probably might not know his hipstamatic, but they might remember the original Instagram where it was all about taking photos and then applying those filters because the camera in the iPhone was so cruddy that the filters actually gave you something to work with. So hipstamatic is a bit like that. It has filters that you can apply so you can distort your, your photo in all sorts of ways and it has this concept of using different cameras you know like an instant camera or a polaroid camera a lomo camera you know the, the old traditional kind of multiple modes so you can do this editing and then you share it to the network but it only lasts it's like a disposable photo so it lasts on their servers for four weeks and then goes away and so there's a bit of a social component of it but it's not an everlasting social 
element and other people can come in and like it and give you little stamps of approval and that kind of thing and you get this it's almost like a passport so when you take a photo it'll stamp the location of it so i got a stamp for posting a photo from australia and it looked like a passport stamp had a little kangaroo on it and looked (laughs) very realistic it was quite gorgeous and you get other stamps if you do consecutive days and that kind of thing so it's that kind of gamification tied into it as well but it just all looks absolutely gorgeous but because of its gorgeousness and its multiple sort of efforts at being a photo editor and a photo taker and you've got the different cameras and then it's trying to upsell you to the subscription plan which is fine because they've got costs i don't mind that i haven't gone to that level because i'm not sure i'm really into it enough but because there's all these modes and the social aspect pretty bloody confusing (laughs) i'm always like what 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 mode am i in like i'm just mashing buttons on the screen trying to figure out how do i jump from this to that i don't know if that's my my age i've become an old person that can't program a vcr (laughs) i don't know if it's just you know version one of an app and they're still figuring it out or i don't know if it's entirely bad design i'm i'm kind of flummoxed by it but i love the idea of it because it's going back to sort of that instagram instagram became sky mall right (laughs) it's just selling products and selling lifestyles that people don't lead this is more like i like taking photos but i just want to be a bit ridiculous with it and i just want to show fun photos of stuff that I've seen in the world. And so I admire the intent of the app. So it's a little bit old man shouting at clouds meets old man taking pictures of clouds. Is that sort of <laughs> where we're at here? I think so. I think so. Okay. So okay. I, would, I, and I, look, I found one other hemispherian out there. I found, cause I was like, who likes photos? Who, who else would I know that would be on this app? Can you guys guess who that might be? Mike. Nailed it. Mike. <clears throat> Straight on there. He was there before me, so I was able to find him. And, and of course, his photos are like 6,000 times better than mine. <laughs> but I'd be interested to know what Mike thinks of this app because he is totally in that photo world. In the same way, like you guys are probably more in the photo world these days than I am. I continue to maintain my Flickr subscription, but that's about as much as I've got going on in the photo world at the moment. Fair enough. Yeah. I saw Hipstamatic came back out and I thought, well, that'd be cool to try. And then I went... No, because I have enough places to put photos. Not to sound like a wet blanket, but there's Flickr, which I kind of put some things in when I want to share with people, you know, stuff that's not in my library. I've got just my photos library. Then I've got Glass, and then I have Micro.blog, and I kind of have a different purpose for all of these things. Having an extra one just seemed like the service looks lovely, but I have no reason for this yeah so it'd be interesting to know if you actually stick it out i don't think i will look that's my early call i think it's fun to play with but i don't love it enough to pay for it and you don't really get the full experience unless you pay for it so i'm kind of this uh difficult situation i admire them but it's just not for me i think it's cool and it looks it's it looks fun it's a little bit spoiled for me because there was another app that did the same thing where it was from back in the day and now all of a sudden it's back with a 2.0, and that was Gowalla. Mm. I don't know if either of you have heard of that, but it's it was back in the days when doing like check-ins was really popular. There was like Foursquare and and Gowalla and maybe a few others. Yep. And Gowalla, I was I preferred that one. I thought that one was always the best. It was the most fun and kind of had a similar thing where you get like little stickers and all that kind of crap. Like it didn't do anything, but at the time, at that point in the internet 
it was the right time for it. So when it came back, I was like, oh, Gowalla. I was like, oh, give me the test flight. I want to try it out. And I installed it and then realized it's 2023. All I'm doing is helping you like populate a database of where locations are for things. And it, it just was very much like, this is not the time for this anymore. Like the time has passed. But anyway, then when I saw Hipstamatic, I sort of, I fell in the same nostalgia trap where I was like, oh, Hipstamatic is back. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on here. <laughs> Slow down. Don't just go installing stuff because, and I, I did it. I did install it because I was cur- I was genuinely curious if it was different or if they literally just like made it work with iOS 16 now. Um, so there's the social component, which I'll be perfectly honest. The last thing I need is like another social thing. I already can't be at all the places that I'm at now. So adding another one's not going to help that situation. And also it's photos. And that seems so much like less ephemeral than words to me. So like, I don't want to go through a bunch of effort to put photos in a place where they're just going to disappear. Mm. I don't really get the point of that. And I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent. For me, it's just not the right thing. And I already have glass, which I feel like is still for me, like the most kind of pure photo only community thing. And it's just enough. I don't need the like super engagement there. I don't even really need the appreciations or anything, but it's nice that I, when I have a second, I can go in and like see a bunch of nice photos and then leave if I want, or, you know, maybe some interaction, but that was sort of where it ended. And to your point of it being confusing, (laughs) which you mentioned two references, you mentioned a VCR, which probably 90% of our audience doesn't know what that is. And then you mentioned Sky Mall, which arguably is probably less of a reference anyone's going to get. <laughs> but I appreciate the there. effort. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> the effort. So I got it. I understood the context of what you were saying, but I actually didn't know what it was. There I'll it is. That. So I was like, well, I get the joke. Hang on, you don't sure. get the VCR or Sky Mall? Which one don't you Sky understand? Mall. I know what a VCR is. I remember rewinding those before I took those back to the shop. Oh, good man. The VHS. 90% of our audience and a third of our hosts. Don't get your <laughs> reference on that one. So Sky um, Mall. Just quick explanation for what that was specifically. You're on an airplane. You're trapped. You have nowhere you can go. So what do you do? You throw a book in front of somebody that's full of a bunch oh. of really stupid shit that you don't really need. But you've been on that plane for like 16 hours and you're right. just looking for anything at this point. You're like, you know what? I definitely need a full like massage chair for $16,000. <laughs> Let me get the little phone out of the headrest, slide my mm. credit card, and I'll have a sweet massage chair when I get home. So It's why you a baggage collection. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. Because I remember seeing books and catalogs like that, but is Sky Mall the American term for it? Is that it? It was the American magazine. It was yeah. Sky Mall. That, that, that was the name of the catalog. And I think yeah. it kind of became a Kleenex thing where just any magazine in an airplane that sold you shit was mm. basically, oh, Sky Mall. Okay. Qu- Qantas yeah. still do this, Martin. Like, I think you go on Qantas and they That's what I mean, still do yeah. Qantas shopping. Yeah. It's that it's that store in the mall that has all that dumb crap, but it's in a magazine on an airplane. Mm. It's basically right. the same thing. Yeah. No, I have so, seen things like that on flights. But when you yeah. said Sky Mall, I thought, is this part of like the Epcot vision for the future? <laughs> like there was some sort of mall in the sky that Walt Disney wanted or something? And oh, you know. if only, if only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just I'll just just wrapping on the the hipstamatic thing for the confusion part you mentioned. Arguably, the part that 
made me not want to use it the most is that it passes that threshold of too many options. Mm. And now there's, I don't know, 200 lenses I can pick, 500 different kinds of film, 40,000 kinds of cameras, and any of those mixed together can get a new output. So it's just like, it's too much. It's just too much. So it's neat. I do love that it's like, looks so skeuomorphic. I actually kind of appreciate that, but I don't think I'll be using it for anything. There we go. Yeah. Hipstamatic. We have a new One Prime Plus in. What? When did that happen? Yeah. I know. People keep signing up. I don't know what these people are doing. I don't know. And there is an episode to come. Uh, keep your eyes on the feed, people. Hmm. That would be the super secret feed for those that aren't in the know. Now, who is this person? Our newest One Prime Plus dot com member, Ryan D. Thank you, Ryan, for joining OnePrimePlus.com. We're glad that somehow someone convinced you to join OnePrimePlus.com. Don't forget, benefits. There's always benefits, right? You got to get in that. You got to get in the Discord first of all. Everybody's in there. That's a great place. Uh, side note: probably my favorite place on the internet right now. Gotta say. So you got the Discord. Um, if you want stickers, we have stickers. All you have to do is shoot us an address of where you'd like those sent. Anywhere in the northern or southern hemisphere, they're available <laughs> all the way around the entire globe for our One Prime Plus members. Also, there's bonus episodes. So when you join One Prime Plus, you get a super secret, super, super secret supercast feed. Say that 600 times fast. Um, and that gives you all the bonus episodes. So there's two feeds. You got the regular feed and you got the super secret feed. So you're going to want both of those. And I'm sure there's other benefits that I'm blanking on. Well, funny you say that. Oh, yes. I mean, you had the live watch just before this recording. So Tetris, Mm -hmm. I hope that went well. I couldn't attend, but thank you for being our live stream man. There will be a new members episode coming soon. Mm -hmm. I've just been too busy so thanks for waiting yep all our wonderful subscribers and mm. very important news to share there was a poll on discord mm. do you want a newsletter that only comes from martin oh no the people spoke apparently they love me they prefer me to both of you uh, <laughs> i didn't know that was the case ideal but <laughs> <laughs> no maybe not that far but <laughs> there will be a martin only hemispheric news coming in the near future you might regret having voted yes in that poll. Maybe. See what ends up in your inbox. Are we going to call that hemispheric views? <laughs> I think okay. it should be hemispheric. <laughs> hemispheric. It's so good. It's just sitting there. I don't know if the art department has enough bandwidth to really <laughs> get that done, but we'll, we'll check with them. <laughs> the people have spoken. Do we get to read that too, or? I hope so. I guess if we subscribe, we have to subscribe. Yeah. You two have no choice. You have to listen to what I say. That's true. <laughs> no, I mean the newsletter. Yeah, that's what I mean. Written, oh, okay. audio, whatever. Perfect. It'll Love be, it. It'll be there for you. I remember signing the contract. Okay. <laughs> the other thing you get as part of One Prime Plus is an ad-free feed. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Everybody gets that. Which is a good thing because I've been hearing a lot of podcasts talk about how the podcast ad market is kind of rough right now. Look at that segue again. <laughs> Andrew, oh you're very God. good at this. Keep going. Let's not hold up. blog slash save, ladies there and gentlemen. And that, you've just segued into my point because I was going to say, you don't get any ads with our show. It's an amazing thing. 
This show is entirely listener supported with those one prime plusians. So we greatly appreciate it because we don't have a hover or a mattress place or anything. And that's by design. Yeah. Squarespace even, you know, like throwing these names out there. I don't give a shit about it. Squarespace. Piss off. Don't care. <laughs> um, so we don't have those ads. The only ad we have is canyon.blog slash save. There it is. And that is, <laughs> we appreciate everybody who visits that site. And of course, yes, follows we a link collectively, and- all three of us really appreciate when you, when you visit <laughs> that site, it helps all of us greatly. <laughs> Mainly me, but you know, like it's true. <laughs> Look, yeah, this this is not some super business. This is just three guys sitting in their studies talking crap to each other. And we're not even like the fascist white podcaster type. You know, we're not getting ad revenue. We're not backed by super right-wing think tanks fueling a stereotype of male podcasters. We're just three, I don't know, guys not in the ad market. So is that why we are now poised for professional input about the ad market, Andrew? That's That's the segue. Three guys who don't do ads are going to talk about ads. No, that's that's all I had, really. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Put a put a line through that segment now. Just thought it was interesting that the ad market is oh, tanking as Silicon Valley tanks, <laughs> hmm. and uh, capital realizes that perhaps there's better places to go than speculative uh, venture capital efforts. As interest rates incl- increase, uh, better off to put your money in safer options. So, really, what you're saying is, as a kind of really, really well thought out business strategy, we never got into ads in the first place. Mm. We've entered Business Corner, yeah. You're right, Martin. You have got you, I, you may as well run Business Corner at this point because you're nailing it. We are three steps ahead of the market. We saw the surge in advertising and we thought, no, we don't want a part of that because we know that on the other side of the surge is a cliff, right? And that cliff, it get, you get accustomed to that revenue. You start to live the lifestyle that that revenue affords you. Suddenly, revenue dries up, your lifestyle... <sighs> You're in trouble. You can't. You can't keep going. And then the podcast itself. You just think, ah, oh, stuff it. We're just going to shut it down because we can't afford to operate. We've taken a different view. We've gone long game. Jason, where is it? It's in the long game. So next up in the show notes, I can see Andrew. People are questioning your tiny iPhone. Tell us more. Yeah, this is just a really quick one because I feel like this has been the Andrew show. So I apologise for that. What's new? <laughs> I just (laughs) (laughs) Uh, go on just really quickly. I just want to say it was you two jokers that convinced me that an iPhone mini was the way to go about 18 months ago. It is. I still have one. Well, it may be the case for you. I have one too. Something about me, I've complained, I think, on this show before about the tiny iPhone being too tiny for my fingers. Yeah. And I find it hard to type on it. Yes. That's mm-hmm. one thing. That's that's me. I'm living with that. For some reason, I don't know why, it's just been over the last week or two, I have had multiple people in entirely different circles look at my phone and go, what is that? <coughs> why have you got such a tiny phone? And then I'm having to justify myself and say, actually, it's an iPhone 13 mini. And they're like, oh, at least it's a 13. Like, it's not, <laughs> it looks like an ancient piece of junk what are you doing and what is that giant white thing magnetized to the back of it and i'm like yeah it's my battery pack because the iphone 13 mini runs out of battery so fast (laughs) i am getting a lot of negative feedback about my uh iphone 13 mini 
So you're conscious of your size. That's what this segment's about. Mm. Highly conscious. Highly conscious. Maybe you should put it in a case. Uh, uh, the case broke. I don't want to spend more money on a case. <laughs> so what if I you am- got a case that was the size of a oh, Pro Max, like a- but put the Mini in the Pro Max size case? Like, like a Kaizen foam. Like, so it just... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I cut out foam. So it was... That's not a bad idea. But, so just to be clear, when you say a lot of people, yeah, um, can we maybe can we dial in a little bit on on the definition of a lot? Because it sounds like it's it's maybe like one. No, I think it's about four people. Four no people. Four people. Wow. In different circumstances, with no connection to one another. Wow, that sits right in that kind of gray zone between a few and several. That's pretty <laughs> massive. And and cl- and bordering on a lot. Right? And I'm, I mean, I've become <laughs> self conscious about it. I'm not happy okay. about it. So, but I almost upgraded and then I said, no, 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 Andrew, you're not doing that right now. You need to hold out six months, get the new phone that has USB-C. That'll be sweet. But I just want you to know, it's your ghost fault that I'm getting heckled for having an iPhone 13 mini. I, I take full responsibility for that. But it just paint me, no. paint, me a, paint me a picture here. You're walking down the street. Oh, I need to, I got a text. Let me look at it. And all of a sudden, everyone in the store turns points at you mm. and collectively is laughing out loud at your phone. Is that more or less? It was a bit like that yesterday. And I had to just, def- I felt on the defensive and I said, I needed a phone that was pocketable. Mm. And do you know what they said to me? Get pants with bigger pockets. Bigger pants. <laughs> yeah. Mm. See, it's interesting this has happened to you. And I kind of wonder it has to do with the point that your phone is comically different in size from your gigantic hands yes because (laughs) that's what it is like i've said before on the podcast i've never actually been in your physical presence andrew so i can't really judge but you this is what you've told us whereas i've been out and about with the iphone 13 mini 12 mini before that and people have said oh what's that and i explained that it was a mini and they went oh that's actually a pretty good size particularly from women who thought it might fit into a clutch or purse or mm. super tiny pocket even if they you know managed to find pants with pockets right so is it the fact that it's a huge contrast with your physical presence andrew you're an imposing figure to him an iphone mini is like an ipod nano in his hand. Yeah. I think that's a probably nano, I think. A fa- if that, maybe like the little clippy one even. Like it's <laughs> no screen. It's just the shuffle. It just looks like he's carrying a shuffle. That's it. <laughs> oh, so can we just roll on to September, October? I just need this new I need new phone. I need it badly. Well, I'm glad that you were able to construct in your mind a justification for getting a new phone outside of just, I need a new phone. So I appreciate the effort there. Thank you. Have you tried doing the display size change? You know, when you go to the zoomed thing and it actually expands your keyboard and makes the keys larger, pushes it up. That actually works quite well, I think, for people with oversized hands. But the screen is already so small, I wouldn't be able to see where I'm typing. Like, No, but it's perfect because you can actually zoom in all the elements like the icons on the keyboard, but reduce the text size dynamically. So you can keep the text uh, size, but have the larger keycaps. Martin, Martin, I think the point of this segment in the show is to just acknowledge that he's going to get a new phone. We're meant oh, to know. agree with the scenario <laughs> and move on, I think. But it's my job to be a contrarian. On That's this true. Podcast, That's fair. So. Okay. Look, fair I, enough. I don't want to do that because I can't reduce my si- the size of my type because 
I've already got it relative, like about normal. I think it's normal size default, but I can't shrink it. I'm, I'm an old man, right? We talked about this. You choose the zoomed option and then you bring the text back to what it was. Right. Like you're asking a lot of my eyes. That's all I feel like. I feel like I'm you're- just saying all I'm trying to do is help you up until September, October. Go in there, all right. choose the zoomed option and then reduce the text to what you currently have. And that will see you through the uh, oh, through to September, October. I'll give it a try, but I'm not convinced. I try. I tried to give me more screen space on my iPad, and everything was just too tiny. So I'm not feeling good about it. But uh, look, we can try. Thanks, Martin. I just can't believe you use a phone for ants. It's just <laughs> amazing to me. All I wanted Martin to say was like, Andrew, just look forward to September, October, and get that new phone. I didn't say you couldn't do that. But I'm just no, trying to no, help you up until that solutions. point. I don't want solutions. <laughs> I want enablement. I thought you'd be all over solutions, Ben, Mr. Lean Manufacturing and Business Tracking and Consultancy. What are you, Mr. Problem? Clearly. Speaking of Mr. Problem. <laughs> yes. Where's this going? Media corner. When you go to certain restaurants, there's a problem. What do you order from a huge menu? How do you eat said food? I think Martin's got something on this topic that he wants to discuss. I do. And the first part of my answer is to order whatever is labeled special. Mm. And not on the specials board, but special something. No, no. Look, nice segue. I wanted to bring up a show for well, Media well, Corner today. Wait, I mean... We can't just, we can't give the, like, the trophy to every segue here. Like, some are better than others. Jason, we are dealing with a very fragile co-host right now who thought that my solution offering was challenging. So, I want to I wanna guide Andrew carefully and gently through this program. Sorry, sorry. First, first right. place segue. Good job. It was fantastic. You get a it participation was... ribbon and more. Mm-hmm. Gold star. Andrew's looking very happy. Anyway... Media Corner. So, Andrew, you were talking about restaurants. Natasha and I watched this show on ABC iView, which is like, I suppose, the Australian equivalent of BBC iPlayer or something. Jason, you couldn't watch it even with a VPN. Is that right? No, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah, it was it, it just it was not having it. It's like it knew what I was doing. And I'm wondering if that's because I think it's pretty obvious if you're using like a whatever VPN, like a standard one. I imagine they don't have that many like blocks of IP addresses on the exit side. So I'm wondering if that they're starting to f- quote figure that out now and like block that kind of thing. I'm not sure, but no, I had I had no luck getting to view it. But I did I have viewed it since. So I did my homework. Fantastic. Because for the listeners, Natasha and I watched this show called Chopsticks or Fork, and I thought this would be a great bit of stimulus for a discussion on the podcast and see what listeners think in our Discord or elsewhere. For context, for anyone who hasn't seen it, Chopsticks or Fork is this beautiful kind of 15-minute per episode series following a woman called Jennifer Wong who goes around Australia visiting nostalgic Chinese restaurants in rural or kind of regional communities. And the context kind of is that in your childhood, at least in Australia and maybe in the US, we'll find out shortly, there was that kind of bedrock 
Chinese restaurant that you would go to that would have all these treats like fried ice cream or honey chicken or sweet and sour, whatever. Things that probably never actually existed in China, but were designed <laughs> to fit the Western palate. And it's not just Chinese restaurants that I would refer to, like there are Vietnamese ones here oh, yeah. in Wollongong, all these other ones. But I wanted to know, first of all, if both of you had a chance to watch that first episode, which is in Maureen, New South Wales, and what you thought of the show. And from there, did it remind you of anything in your own towns? Mm. Andrew, maybe yes, you first yes, as the Australian? So I, I watched it and it was an absolute delight. And I look forward to watching mm. the next episodes. Um, and yeah, there was... Chinese restaurants like that were very big and I have memories of being a kid and going to places like that. I still enjoy going to places like that. And I sometimes feel guilty that all I really want to do is order the honey chicken and I think <laughs> I really should, and sweet and sour pork and I really should get something different, but there's just something so comforting about that, that, that food option. It's like, it's hard to go past, but yeah, even um, there was in Victoria park, there was the international food hall. It was an old rundown place, but it it was it almost took it to another level because it was it was kind of like an indoor outdoor setting. So it sort of it had it had pavers that you sat in, but you're indoors. It had a planter box in the middle, so it seemed like you're outside. But there was a roof. I don't know how it all worked, but around the edge was you could choose any. You could choose Chinese. You could choose one or two different Chinese shops. Which ones did you want? And then they'd have a fish and chip shop and a a different, so it was a food hall in the sense that it was kind of like we see in shopping centers now, I guess. And yeah, that was another great memory. And so er, the whole family could go and they could choose whichever cuisine they wanted to enjoy themselves. That was a great option too. But yeah, the classic Chinese restaurant, beautiful. Love it. So if you had to say, Andrew, what is your favorite dish to order out? And it doesn't have to be a Chinese restaurant, any kind of Asian cuisine that's been ported over to australia what's your go-to dish oh gee oh, it's it's really difficult to say because I, I honestly do like i love those two classics that i mentioned i do also like the omelets mm. omelets are pretty good because it sounds easy but then the way they make them often they just have a, a, a nicer sort of tang so i do like an omelet but i don't know if i have a go-to I, I i like to look at the menu and think what am i in the mood for sizzling szechuan beef or whatever it is that's another great mm. one Oh, I love yeah. hearing the sizzle come out of the kitchen. Yeah, Everyone turns like, oh, really here we go. Plate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, and they always say, please don't touch it. Yes. <laughs> don't, don't touch it. <laughs> They're thoughtful. Yeah. But everybody looks, everybody looks because they think it's for them. And they're all just like, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then there's that look of disappointment <laughs> as they walk past your table and you're like, oh, damn it. Oh, okay, ours is next. I swear ours is next. It's like you ordered 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Why would that be yours? <laughs> What about you, Jason? Yeah, so I did. I uh, quite literally watched it the 15 minutes before uh, we got on this call to start uh, recording. Um, it was a it was a fun little show. I I obviously knew nothing about it. Um, you you both were talking about it in the um, iMessage thread, and I was very confused as to what was going on. And then I realized, okay, it's part of the show. Got it. Tried to go watch it, couldn't. Then through certain means i was able to get a <laughs> a uh, a copy of said show so i could watch it quick side question before i get to the show it's only 15 minutes it mm. is do they do like because generally like a tv show is like a 30 minute kind of thing 
So is 15 minutes, is that a common thing for you all in terms of like TV show length? Or is this just sort of weird uh, in that respect? It, it, it's not common on the majority of shows. Okay. It's probably something that's happened more since we've gone to whatever you kind of call this web TV. Because I don't really watch ABC anymore over normal digital television. I watch everything through iView, either on demand or live, right? Okay. And I've seen okay. more of these come through. I mean, ABC's had Media Watch for years, which is like the media critiquing media. And that's been 15 minutes for as long as I can remember. Mm. So okay. kind of, so but kind of not. It's kind of like Apple TV Plus or like Disney Plus or whatever, where it's like there is no mm. time frame, so they can make the episodes like as long as they need to be. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, first of all, I think 15 minutes is like the right amount for this kind of show. Oh yeah. Because if, if it were 30 minutes, it'd be like, you're just filling it to fill it. Mm. So I, I really thought that was nice, but let's see, what was I going to say? So the, the, the premise of the show I think is, is really fun. I, I would imagine that at any point in any of these episodes, judging just from the first one, literally no one's ever going to say chopsticks over fork considering yeah. where a lot of these places are just seems that way i could be wrong but just yeah. throwing that out there but i the first thing i noticed is that her sense of humor <laughs> is like almost one step past where i am where like i love a good like pun or a stupid joke or something <laughs> but like some of them were just even a little bit <laughs> outside of what i was like what <laughs> Oh, got it. Okay. So I thought that was pretty funny that that was because I I imagine that's how most people think of me if they deal with me in any kind of context where I will say something that I think is hilarious Mm. and they're just like, what? (laughs) So that was really great. I appreciated that. It was also just mind bending to hear this show with only Australian accents. Right. Mm. It was, it was because I obviously it's going to be that like, mm. yeah, but I just, I think it's partly because I just, I was like rushing to get to what, like get in, get in, watch it before we go. And so it just started and it was just like, whoa, where am I? I'm in like some other headspace. So that was interesting as well. Um, but I love, I think the show was great. I definitely want to see more of them. I'm also intrigued at just this idea of, it's not just Chinese restaurants, but it's like specifically more like in the country kind of ones, not in the city, you know, not in a downtown area of a big city where I think that the two would be very potentially very different. At least that's what I think of here, where if I'm in, you know, Chinatown in, in San Francisco, that kind of food is going to be very different than if I'm in like the middle of, I don't know, Iowa or something it's just going to be completely different. It's going to be much closer to, I think, this show. So, yeah, I think it was a really fun show. And I, I love the premise of, like, so chopsticks or fork. It's, like, just such a good little thing. Do you have a favorite dish? <sighs> good question. Um, I think all the classics, I, I mean, I'm not going to say no, obviously. But I think probably my fa- one of my favorite types of f- things would be, like, a dim sum, where it's just, like, a lot of little things because I think no one, this is a secret to no one, but if there's like a choice of like four things, like I, the answer is yes. Like I, I just, I want all of them. I, I, I don't Food, like computers, whatever. That's yes, the policy. Yeah. The answer is just flat. Yes. So to have dim sum is great. Cause you sort of get like a little bit of everything. And I just, I think that's that, that fits my kind of head, whatever, very well. That's a good point. And what you said about the, 
difference between regional and city or like rural in this case mm-hmm. throughout the series. It's pretty true. And Wollongong is kind of strange, I think, in the sense that it has both. So it has enough of a cosmopolitan or metropolitan, you know, here's the more authentic thing. But then you do have some of these older restaurants that have hung around that keep those nostalgic things. And Andrew, mm. were you about to ask me what my favourite was? I absolutely was, yes. Perfect. So, this actually reminded me of my favourite Vietnamese restaurant in Wollongong, which is Nam Restaurant. It is absolutely delicious. Same family has run it for years. It totally matched up with this uh, series by Jennifer Wong. And they do so many delicious dishes, but the satay chicken there, the Vietnamese satay, is absolutely perfect. It's kind of, I think it's fair to say, at least mildly famous throughout the city. And it comes with a little flame in the middle when they deliver it. I just inhale that thing. And if people end up watching the first episode of this chopstick or fork series, they talk about the deep fried ice cream. They do the deep fried ice cream. And when Natasha and I watched this, you know, watched that first episode of the series, we went, we need to go and have some. So we went back to Nam, uh, you know, Mac was with family for the evening. And at the end, we ordered it, came out, we got the caramel sauce because that's what we wanted to match the kind of exterior. And then I went up to the counter. Surprise, surprise. I asked about the process (laughs) to see if it matched up. And he was very enthusiastic about discussing it. He said, well, look, yeah, it wasn't very normal to do this when we came to Australia, but it's a thing that everyone does. And there's a quality difference in how people actually do the deep fried ice cream. He said, if you get the dodgy stuff, they actually just kind of put like bready stuff around it. It's actually like a kind of sandwich, whereas you actually need to do a dedicated kind of cake crumbing. And you can tell the difference. This beautiful ball of cold ice cream wrapped in this dedicated dessert schnitzel exterior. It was perfect. (laughs) So this show made me so happy. Can you imagine that Martin went up and had a conversation with the, the restaurateur? I actually thought he was going to go further and say that he the guy took him back and they had a whole <laughs> one hour session and showed him how to make it and he made his own and the next one that oh, went look, out was from him. Look, I don't want to misrepresent this too much because you know I do it with strangers. I know you're joking about it now, but we I've been going this since I was a kid and you go up to the counter and he's like, oh, how's your mum? How's the family? That sort of thing. So, mm. yeah, it's a real kind of community vibe. It's not fair. Whenever... Whenever I go up to a guy at the restaurant and try and have a conversation, all he wants to do is actually just take my rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Fake handshakes. <laughs> Let's see if everyone gets that reference. That's a, that's a way that, back now. That was like a deep cut. That was like yeah, way back. Yeah. That's, a, that's a way back. Yeah. Maybe even a one prime plus cut, I think. Oh. Could be. Ooh, I think so. Well, the only way to find out if you're not sure is A, download every episode from uh, zero zero to zero eighty, whatever this is, and join One Prime Plus and download all thirty some odd of those, and spend the next week and a half uh, finding the reference. It's a great way to spend your time. Now, the final question for this segment mm. is: chopsticks or fork? Chopsticks. 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 Wow! Look at how authentic we are. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> This is an episode that I think is is rolled gold throughout. It's going to be very difficult to trim anything down, right? You're telling me. I'm expecting that this will run long, and I think I think listeners are okay with that. Okay? Occasionally, they're like, 45 is nice, but I want a little bit more hemispheric views. 
well, we can deliver a little bit more hemispheric views because we got an email. Mm, we did. So we, we always talk about reviews and emails and discords. I don't think anyone's actually ever emailed us ever. I could be wrong about that, but I, I do believe that our email inbox is um, pretty infested with cobwebs at this point. So I'd be amazed if an email even could come in. Or unbelievable AI solutions to streamline our editing process. We're always getting lots of very helpful approaches about that. Oh, that's true. That's true. We do get lots of advice. Um, also, guest people that, mm, that are, would guesses. be great guests. Yeah, new new authors who just fit right in line with everything that we're talking about. They've listened to our show and can't believe how amazing it is and how well they think they'd fit. It's just it's it's such a good fit. They say they go, oh, you know what, Type Forty Five, we got an interview for you. So. Outside of those emails, which are actually garbage, we got an actual email from somebody and it was great because it was about the, I think it was the most recent episode about the, um, we'll just call it the egg situation uh, Mm -hmm. for those. I don't want to spoil in case anybody's a little behind, but there was um, some egg controversy. Possibly our most, I think our most controversial show. I've had feedback in real life on that episode. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm getting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did that very deliberately, by the way. I knew it would divide people. So Yeah. yeah. The, the whole chicken liquid as a concept is, it's taken off. Yeah, it's it's quite the thing. So make sure everybody go back and listen to that. I believe that was episode 80. But yeah, we got an email. So I want to encourage everyone. You can email us at any time directly or through the website. There's a little form. I think this one came through the form, I believe. Yeah, that was really all I wanted to, to mention. I don't know if you had more on that, Andrew. I just wanted to say thank you for the email, and we appreciate any and all feedback, yeah. whether it's just a comment about something we talked about or something you hated, something you loved, whatever. We'll take it all. And we replied. That's the only thing other thing I'd say. Yeah. We yeah, replied to the email. like Always. That's just customer service. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. And I just want to throw my reply out verbally to the mm. writer, known simply as V. Mm. Thank you for offering a genuine solution to the egg problem and dealing with the yellow within, or as I like to call it, uncooked chicken liquid. (laughs) He went there again. (laughs) (sighs) We'll be getting more emails now. We used to be a clean show. Now we are. Now we have explicit. Leave the yolk out and it's a very clean show. That's all I can say. (laughs) Ooh, you know what I want to hear to close this episode? Hmm. I want to hear Jason say hemispheric views on demand in his coolest kind of one prime plus cross cinema trailer from the nineties voice. Ooh. So close us out with, uh, see you next time for hemispheric views on demand. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you again on hemispheric views on demand. Yeah, that was good. And then you can just imagine music fading out. I wish I had an American accent. Do you? No, you don't. Totally. So cool. Nah. What's your equivalent of Opal over there, Andrew? Opal? Opal. Like the the car that you tap on uh, transport, like oh, Nike oh, and Victoria. Oh, smart rider. Okay. Jason, can you exclaim really loudly in your biggest tourist voice, 
excuse me, sir, where's the smart writer machine? <laughs> what? <laughs> what I said. Uh, excuse me, sir, where's the closest smart writer machine? Go more Texan. Do it again. You're in Texas. <laughs> I'm not in Texas. Well, you are a Texan. Go and do it now. Do it now. You've come to Australia, you're from Texas, and you're asking for the smart writer machine. Ah! Come on, Jason. Um... Oh, all he can do is like shitty cowboy. Like that's fine. That's fine. Go that's with what he it. wants. He wants like howdy partner. Where's the where 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 do you find that there smart rider? Uh, we need more volume. More volume. Because you're Texan. <laughs> no, because we're still recording. You're going to use this at, at some point. <laughs> Come on. What Martin is trying to say? What he's trying to say is that American accents sound cool until they're placed in an Australian environment where Australians are talking at a respectable volume for one another, and then some American comes out obnoxiously asking for something. How is well, it in the we- USA? We have smart writers by the gate, and why are you not putting them by the gate? How how could we be louder than you <laughs> on, on public transport like, here? Yes, you all are. So- so long. All I'm trying to illustrate, the American accents are diverse and beautiful and very interesting. But if Andrew wants to have genuine handshakes at kebab shops, I don't think that would help him, is what I'm saying. Excuse me, where's the smart rider? <laughs> smart rider! Anyway, I think I made my point. Would you like to count us down? Counting down in three, two, one, stop. <laughs>